Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we got another Instant Reaction podcast here from IMG Academy in the Ford Escape. Um, The workout portion of the Under Armour Future 50 camp has wrapped up. So in the morning, it was drill work, some one-on-ones as well. Uh, They took a break, about a four-hour break. Tried to dodge storms, lightning, which they they did for the most part in the afternoon and had a seven-on-seven competition and big man competition. Gabby, plenty of guys to touch on, but let's not bury the lead. Let's discuss five-star offensive lineman Francis Maui Goa. What are your main takeaways after watching him in action today? Yeah, I mean, just honestly kind of blown away. Uh, You know, the stars tell you he's a great player. I mean, the tape tells you he's a great player. But, I mean, seeing him in person today and watching him go up up against, you know, really some of the nation's best pass rushers. um, I mean, he's to me, I don't know. I mean, he's better than I thought he was. Like, I think he's, I mean... I don't know. I guess he was advertised as potentially the top-ranked tackle in the country. I mean, watching some of the other, you know, elite kind of tackles, I mean, I thought he was kind of ahead better than than at least everyone, you know. I thought he was – I mean, I thought he was clearly the best tackle out there today. And, uh, you know, I think there was a lot of talent out there. So, I mean, he won the big man, big man challenge against uh, LSU uh, commit Deshaun Womack, who, you know, was really one of the better pa- – I mean, against everyone else, Deshaun Womack looked like – like kind of a freak show and you know pj adabore uh you know another guy who was just you know again kind of trending up in in the eyes of uh you know the rankings people and the people that are you know just kind of evaluators and all that stuff and i thought maui goa just kind of dominated both of those guys uh, pre- pretty cleanly pretty clearly uh uh i i don't know i mean I, I feel like just kind of getting in the car now after this event i mean francis maui goa is that guy like i like i always felt like he could come in and potentially compete for a spot but i mean just kind of watching him now like i'm i feel like i'm more certain now than i've been that he has a chance to walk into miami and and truly like really you know as an early enrollee and then by you know late august september i mean i would not be surprised if he was one of those guys that if maybe not starting just being a constant uh, figure in that rotation because he really is just i don't know if there's anyone truly like him on miami's roster currently Oh, it's it's rare I'm going to say this, but it's a lock. He's going to start as a true freshman, and he's going to be a first-round pick when all is said and done. He's a freak show. Every he just everything's so in control. Like he's, you know, he makes everything look easy and smooth and you're right. 
he was lined up against Deshaun Womack for the big man challenge. Best D lineman against best O lineman. Maui Goa won both reps with ease. And following that, like uh, some of the skill player coaches, um, you know, they were throughout the day, they were working with their receivers or corners and all that. So they hadn't really watched any of the big man or D lineman or O lineman work in the, in the day. But the whole camp was watching this one-on-one competition and when Maui Goa did what he did all the skill position coaches were like and these are guys that have played in the NFL they're like uh that guy's going to the league <laughs> like that guy that guy is going to the NFL so Maui Goa is just very impressive not only just physically with what he does but his approach man he's got that he's got an NFL mentality he's all about that work when he gets on the football field he takes it seriously um you know to me, he's a top five player in the country. So uh, let's move on from there. How about, um, so Miami's other commit that participated was tight end Riley Williams. Um, you know, my takeaway with him, Gabby, is he's got the size. He can he's can run in a straight line very nicely, catches the ball cleanly. Yeah. Um, I think he's just like any high school player, any prospect, he's got to clean up some route running. Yeah. Um, you know, at the top of his route, it can get bogged down a little bit. Um, but he's going to be a good one, I think. And, uh, you know, I, he's going to continue the tradition at tight end. Yeah. I I think watching him in the seven on seven setting, I think, uh, you know, not, not that I didn't have like, like high thoughts of him, but I think it did change my perspective a little bit. Just kind of watching him run around and more of like, yeah, not a true football setting, but you know, more as just like, well, just watching him like run around more naturally and, and catching passes. I do think he's a pretty natural, uh, pass catcher. Uh, you know, the Malachi Nelson threw up a fade for him in the corner of the end zone, watched him sign, watched him kind of be able to, you know, go up and get a ball. And, you know, he, the defender, Elliot Washington got called for a hold, um, you know, I guess it was probably one of those borderline calls, but maybe he got tugged a little bit. But, uh, you know, definitely saw some of that range of Riley Williams and, you know, just kind of like the type of player he is where they're, they're even calling that up for him with Zachariah Branch and, uh, you know, Makai Lemon and a bunch of these stud receivers. They went to, you know, Riley Williams on a fade in the corner of the end zone. So um, I, I, I think watching him just kind of run around and, and do those types of things, uh, you know, helped me feel a little bit better about, about him. But uh, I think he has a chance to be pretty special, too. Let's go to the targets. Um, let's start with Jonel Aguero in terms of the Miami targets that were competing today. I think he's a good player, Gabby. He's clearly, like, you watch him move. He's an explosive, twitchy athlete. He's six foot. He's thick. To me, he's like a thicker Avante Williams is how I would. He's probably more of an in-the-box guy than Avante is. Um, but I think he's, I think if Miami is fortunate to, to land his commitment, I think that's a big-time get for Miami. What were your takeaways with, from watching Jonell? Yeah, I mean, I think Jonell had one of the... I, I just watching him in the morning during drills, I mean, I think he... Okay, yeah, I think he's someone that can maybe play closer to the line of scrimmage. Obviously, he had to do a lot of coverage and those types of things today. But even in the seven-on-seven like the seven on seven stuff, you know, again, he drew one of the toughest matchups, and that was, a, you know, a guy we're going to talk about probably later in the pod. That's Zachariah Branch. I mean that that's who he would who he he basically had to stick for for the whole time and you know i thought he did as good of a job as as really anyone could do in the times that he was in coverage there so uh he broke up a pass from from uh 
for Malachi Nelson and like you know right at that front pylon I thought that was a really big play I think he showed a lot of closing speed there and you know I, again I, I think Miami's in, in a pretty good spot there you know again that he's making a commitment on on Saturday July 23rd uh, again I, I mean I think Miami's positioned themselves in a, in a in a way that you know they could be adding another potential blue chip uh piece in that secondary and I think that's a pretty big deal. Uh, we'll see what happens, obviously, over the next seven days. Again, I think Miami's in a good spot. Georgia's in there, Ohio State as well. But uh, Miami definitely right in the thick of things. Cormani McLean, uh, l- let me preface this by saying I think Cormani's a big-time player. I think he's a five-star corner. I think we can have a discussion whether or not he's a top-five player in the country or even a top-ten player in the country. Uh, but to me, he's still the best corner in the country. And I think playing corner is really hard. Um, he had some up and down moments, you know, Gabby, you can go into maybe why he has, why he does have some down moments, but I think when you see Cormani at his best, there's not a corner in the country that can make the plays he makes. Now, does he need to, uh, improve or, or limit the mistakes? Uh, yes, but overall, I think, I think Cormani was fine today. I think he's a five-star corner and I think he's a future first round pick. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, I think Cormani was fine, and I think there's, you know, there could be some like overreactions about, you know, about this weekend with him. And you know, I thought he played okay. Again, you kind of look at all the corners out there. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of big time corners out there, and I don't think anyone really you know like you know Desmond Ricks had his moments where he wasn't great you know Malik Muhammad had his moments where he wasn't great like this this is a tough environment for corners and again like David like you know what you're saying cornerback's such a tough position and you know there was times I guess during the morning session during one-on-ones where maybe like you know it looked like McLean was kind of you know and I would, I'm not gonna say dogging it but kind of like playing a little bit in slow-mo and then the ball would go up in the air almost yeah almost like baiting guys and uh you know the ball would go in the air and he would try to use that closing speed which I think he has like I think yeah. he has a speed to close and you know a lot of the times he makes that play but you know again there's a lot of big time elite wide receivers out there too so you give those guys you know a step or two that they need and they can get behind you so I think maybe Cormani was maybe trying to see what he can get away with and you know I think he turned it up in that seven on seven session and again you know receivers are gonna catch passes like cornerback uh, you know, is a position where you know you're you're not gonna you're not gonna bat a thousand. You're you're gonna give up plays. Guys are gonna catch passes, and you know, yeah, Cormani gave up a few pa- uh gave up a few catches. He also made a few plays. You know, I think he I think he did a really good job trading blows with uh with Jonte Cook, the Texas commit, and you know those two were kind of you know yapping at each other in a competitive way for the uh, a portion of the seven on seven today. And you know, I think both guys had their moments. So you know, I think uh you know I'm not I'm not pushing the panic button on Cormani McLean. Uh, you know, like you said, David, I think I think he was fine, really, you know, all day. And, uh, you know, maybe there's going to be some national overreactions, potentially, depending on how, how some others view it. But I think he's I still think he's a, you know, a high, high, high level corner and probably still the best in the country. Last target I want to touch on, uh, Olaus Olenin, who I think we were both intrigued by, right, because he's a guy that's from Finland. Uh, we saw him at the media check-in on Friday, has the body type that's very impressive, huge frame, all of what he's listed at 6'6", 315. I believe it, and he carries it well. So how's he look on the field? And, and the big question mark with him was going to be footwork, right? So, you know, I, I would say footwork is more of a interior type of player. Um, I don't know if, he, if tackle is necessarily the best spot for him, which is fine. Um, 
I think he can be a big time guard. I think he has a high motor. I think he tries hard. I think he has a lot of technique to learn. I mean, he's new to football. He would lunge forward quite a bit and and grab too much rather than sit back in his pass sets uh, during one-on-ones. But I do think he has NFL potential. And if Miami was to land him, I think that's a big-time addition for the future of Miami's offensive line, you know, two two years down the road or so, uh, two or three. So Francis Maui Go is the guy who's plug-and-play. Um, a Lennon would play with Maui Goa, probably next to Maui yeah. Goa, you know, two or three years down the road. And those two would be tremendous physical run blockers uh, at the point of attack when Miami would want to run the ball. What do you think of Olaus's uh, performance? Yeah, I mean, kind of, I think the, a, a fair word is like raw. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's a, he's a guy that's definitely still getting his his feet under him, you know, just kind of still learn. I feel like in a way still learning the position again from a technique standpoint, I think there's a lot, a lot for him to sort of learn for a lot for him to sort of, you know, grow into. And again, and you know, right now the footwork probably isn't like tackle footwork, but you know, maybe if he continues to develop and he trends in the right way, he gets into a good system. Let's say it is at Miami, you know, Miami's obviously pushing for him and all that stuff. I think, uh, you know, down the line, if, you know, under Alex Mirabal, uh, Mario Cristobal and those guys who knows what he develops into and if it if it turns out that he is a guard again like what David just mentioned there's nothing wrong with like there's nothing wrong with that with being you know a high level guard or or anything like that so I think regardless you know again down the line uh Allen is going to be a good player and yeah I think he definitely showed some flashes today but yeah I think he's probably maybe a little bit more raw than I thought he was going to be um you know again he's still at the top 150 overall player i think that's a fair range for him i mean top 150 top 175 yeah exactly he's a guy you roll the dice on and the the frame is is big time again i think that was one thing like immediately that stood out to you know i think both of us david to you know other our other 247 sports colleagues that that were here was you know i think he immediately passed the eye test and then it just became all right is he is he a tackler is he a guard and we're going to get a lot of that on the footwork and i think the footwork kind of told us that maybe he's an inside guy and 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 that's totally okay yeah, he's going to be a, a tremendous run blocker yeah. no matter what. Um, all right, I'm going to let sh- let us wrap it up on this, Gabby. I know you want to gush a little bit. So <laughs> Maui Goa was by far the best player in terms of the big men. Uh, the star of the skill players was wide, re- wide receiver Zachariah Branch, who not a Miami target, uh, but is from Las Vegas. Bishop Gorman currently committed to USC. Uh, he was fun to watch today. I mean, literally, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's really just like unbelievable when you see some of those guys and it's just like, you could know nothing about football, have wa- have just like stood on the sidelines and watched today. And I think Zachariah Branch, like a- a- any person would have been able to point at, point him out and been like, he's the best player on the field. Like he was just absolutely insane. I mean, just the morning session, the one-on-ones, like really, I don't think anyone had a chance to kind of stick with him. Uh, I thought he was pretty unbelievable, like shifty, all that stuff. Uh, really just explosive, the amount of separation he creates. And then the seven on seven, like, I mean, he caught just like, he caught, he caught a ball one-handed in the end zone at full speed, basically like palms it, and then just does like a, a back handspring and get and the bottom, like the top of his head gets like, 
six feet, feet off the ground. I mean, the kid's like five eight, so like he got high. The top of his head got higher off the ground than he actually is tall. I mean, just a ridiculous, ridiculous athlete. I know Andrew Ivins does like that freaks list every year. I know he's probably. I think he's someone that's been a shoe in for that for like a calendar year already because I know he has some pretty freaky uh, weight room numbers too. I think his grandfather was like a 10 flat 100 meter sprinter like back 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 in the day his older brother zion branch who signed with usc and uh i just really wanted to gush about this kid i thought he was just absolutely unreal and uh yeah i mean wow just what an unbelievable talent all right gabby chill we gotta end the podcast now all right hope you guys enjoyed this uh want to thank everyone who has uh taken advantage of our annual subscription sale uh that's going on till monday uh, at midnight so eleven fifty nine p.m on monday um appreciate everyone for listening and uh till next time take care okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.